Welcome to Leading and Learning. My name is David Spell, and this is the podcast where we talk about practical leadership, team building, theology, and how to create winning habits. I'll also provide occasional updates about what my wife Annie and I are doing in Brazil. Uh, we moved to Curitiba, Brazil in 2012 after I retired uh, after almost a 30-year career as a police officer. I've also been involved for many years in pastoral ministry and leadership development. Now we're training leaders in helping plant churches throughout Brazil. Thanks so much for joining us today. I'd love to hear your questions or your feedback. Just leave me a comment or a question at davidspell.com in the comments section for today's episode. Now today's post is titled, Christianity's Best Practices. You know, we hear a lot of talk in the business world about the best practices for management, the best practices for supervision, the best practices for, for HR. But today I'd like to talk about best practices in the context of the church and our own individual Christian lives. You know, every Christian is going to express their faith and live it out a little bit differently. But there are some sound practices and principles that every believer should participate in. And this, this post is going to outline um, four of those practices. These activities and, and others are often referred to as spiritual disciplines. They are designed to help us grow in our faith, become mature Christians, but most importantly to help us to connect with God on a regular basis. The, the other thing that's interesting about these spiritual disciplines is, is really these have been the same things that Christians have been doing for 2,000 years. So, so, you know, there's a bit of history here that, that we can trust and know that, that uh, these are effective uh, tools uh, for our Christian lives. So best practice number one, reading and meditating in the scriptures. You know, the Bible is God's gift to us. The Bible is often referred to as the written word of God, and it provides direction, comfort, instruction, and even rebuke. And as the scriptures become a part of our life, they begin to affect the way that we think and the way that we view life. The Apostle Paul referred to this in Romans 12 as, as having our minds renewed. You know, even the Lord Jesus himself found his identity in the Bible. As he read, as he meditated, as he contemplated the Old Testament scriptures, it was there that he found his mission, his purpose, his identity. And for those who might not have developed a habit yet of, of reading the Bible daily, a good personal challenge might be something simple. Something simple is just saying, you know what, I'm going to read one chapter a day. And there are so many wonderful devotional and Bible study resources available online or at your local Christian bookstore. If you, if you read the Bible electronically through the version or through another one of the, the, the great apps that are available, uh, there's some great resources there to provide reading plans and to, to help you get started. Number two, spending time in prayer. You know, the Apostle Paul said that we should pray continually, 1 Thessalonians 5.17. For Paul, prayer was like breathing. It should be that natural. Too often, and sadly in too many Christian circles, our prayers have become formalized. They've become more ritual than a natural, of exp natural expression of our love for our Heavenly Father. 
You know, the model prayer that Jesus presented in the Sermon on the Mount starts off with these words, Our Father. Jesus understood that prayer is, is, is like a child talking to their father. And so prayer should, should be something that we do naturally, but it has to be intentional. I recommend setting aside a few minutes every day for our prayer time. Um, and if you're not in the habit of praying, don't start off trying to pray for an hour. But again, let's, let's create a simple goal. Let's say that we're going to spend five or ten minutes a day in prayer because that time is going to add up and it's going to be valuable if we're consistent. And also, there, again, there are many resources available to help us enjoy a more rewarding prayer life. Discipline number three, joining and participating in a local church. Too often today, people have a bad, um, a bad feeling about the church. They've been hurt in church. Um, they've had bad church experiences. Well, welcome, welcome to the world because so many of us have. But that doesn't negate the, the power or the importance of the local church. Pastor Bill Heibel says, The local church is the hope for the world. You know, you and I are designed to live in community. God never intended for Christians to live life on their own. Our destinies are intertwined. They're interconnected. Um, we find encouragement, strength, and hope as we join our lives with other believers that are going in the same direction that we are. You know, God has given every Christian gifts and talents that are meant to be used to serve other people. And one of the places where this service takes place is in the context of a local church. So we've talked about uh, these, these Christianity's best practices, these Christian disciplines. First one, reading and meditating in the scriptures. Number two, spending time in prayer. Three, joining and participating in a local church. And then number four, making disciples. Now, Jesus' last instructions before he left the earth were to go and make disciples of all nations, Matthew 28, 19. This was the mission that he left to his followers. You know, there are many different ways to accomplish this task. Different churches will approach it in different ways. But no matter how we approach it, our goal should be the same. As disciples of Christ, as those who are following Jesus ourselves, we should always be looking for opportunities to create other disciples. These were Jesus' last instructions. We have to take it seriously. There is no doubt, we all know this, that in some circles, well-meaning Christians have not used tact or kindness or love in their approach to evangelism and discipleship. But that doesn't mean that the command is not valid. This is what Jesus wants us to do. Go and make disciples of all nations. The task before the church is to constantly be looking for ways, new ways, fresh ways, to make the message of Christ relevant to our generation. Now we've just mentioned four of Christianity's best practices. You know, there are other important spiritual disciplines that could be mentioned here. But these are designed as a, as a starting point for believers to consider. 
participating in these important practices will likely have deep and meaningful results in the life of the Christian. Now it's your turn. I'd love to hear from you. What are some other things that you consider important in your Christian life? Some other practices that you you feel are vital to your Christian life? I'd love to hear what they are. Go to davidspell.com and leave me a comment in the comments section for today's post. And while you're there, make sure you sign up to get my free newsletter. I publish three blog posts a week, and subscribing will ensure that you do not miss a single issue. So until next time, this is David Spell encouraging you to pursue your passion.